The Mishnah over here is one of uh, one of the famous Mishnayos. Rabbi Shimon Oimeh, Shloshik Sorim Heim. There are three crowns. Kesa Torah, Kesa Kehuna, the Kesa Malchus. The Kesa Shem Torah of Ola Al Gabayim. Says the Mishnah of Shimon, there are three crowns. There's the Kesa of Torah, the Kesa of Kehuna, of Koyim, and the Kesa of Kingship, right, Malchus. But the Kesa of a good name is superior to all of them. Now, before we start the Mishnah, just to mention over here the idea that Rabbi Shimon obviously over here is referring obviously to the Heilige Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. We know much about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. We've spoken much about Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai. And he is the Tana of this Mishnah. The Rambam, the Rambam on the Parish HaMishnayis, the Rambam on the Parish HaMishnayis, the Rambam of the Parish of Mishnayis brings down that the three crowns that this Mishnah is referring to are the three gifts that the Rabbi Nishlam gave Klal Yisrael when he gave us the Torah. Kohono at that time was granted obviously to Aaron Akoyin and obviously his descendants. Uh, kingship, Malchus, was given obviously to the Malchus of David. Uh, but the crown of Torah was for everyone as we'll mention uh, in a moment. So, um, Chacham Ovadia in his Sefer Anaf Eitz Ovois on Perkyovis brings down this Gemara that I just mentioned to you. It's a Gemara in Yuma, that I am based on a base. And the Gemara says like this. But those of you that have ever done the Rambam, are familiar with this. Um, I remember, I, 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 have, I mentioned yesterday, if you remember, that I have a very bad memory. But there are certain things that stick out in my mind. Right? There are certain memories, there are certain situations that I always remember. And it can be years and years later. And I, I don't have a good memory at all. So when I remember things, it's like, wow, I wonder why I remember them. One particular thing I remember, and that's why this Mishnah sort of sparks that memory as well. And that is... Shkoyach. Gavaldik. Gavaldik. The, the, the Rambam says, and I remember this, and I remember this also when uh, I had a chavusa, when I was a Bach in yeshiva, and I had a chavusa on a Friday night after the meal, as one does, you have a chavusa, and we learn Hilchus Rambam and Hilchus Tamotayo. That's what we're learning. We're learning the Rambam and Hilchus Tamotayo. And I remember when we got to this, this Rambam, which is the Gemara which we're about to mention, which is a Mishnah that we just mentioned, I, I got very, very excited. I got very, very excited. And I obviously had an imprint within me. Obviously did something, because it's a very, very big aside. And, uh, if I remember it, it obviously means that it talked to me. Yeah? That's how I want to say it over to you. And again, like I said, it's a Rambam, which is a Gemara which we're going to mention now, which is a Mishnah we pretty much just mentioned. The Gemara says in Yuma and Beisam and Beis, Shloish Zirimain shall misbear, shall shulchum, shall orin, shall misbear, zacha by Aaron, shenem of a we're going to mention that, shall shulchum, zacha by David, shenem of a and shall Oren, and Oren obviously represents the Torah because the Luchais were placed into the Oren. Adain Munachu Boimid Lukhol Yisrael, Kola writes a little boy over the Yitl, says the Rambam, in Hilchos Talmud Torah, quoting this Mishnah, that there are three Ksarim, the Kasakuhuna, Kasamalchus, and Kasatorah. Right? Kasamalchus was given to David, that means, if you are not an ancestor of Zavad HaMelech, you can never be a king. If you're not a child of a Kayin, you will never become a Kayin. 
Oh, but the Kesel Kahuna says the Rambam and Ilchos Talmud Torah Perik Aleph is a Kesel that's Munachal Ashukun. It's ready to be taken by Adam Kolaroitzer Yavoy Veyital. If you want, you can come and take it. That means there are certain things that you will never be. You will never be a Kain if you weren't born into a Kain family. You'll never be a Melech, a king, if you weren't born into the Malchus of David. Oh, but the Kesar of Torah is a Kesar that anybody can take. That's a Kesar that any single person has the ability to take if he wants. It has the ability to be able to be taken. And that's an amazing thing. And that's something we have to realize. That's what this mission is telling us. The mission is telling us, yes, there are certain things that maybe we perhaps can't become. And, and it's not our fault. We're not able to do that and we're not expected to do that. However, <coughs> on the other hand, there's an expectation of every person. If he wants to learn Torah, if he wants to get the Kesar of Torah, if he wants to have that, that means you can take it if you want it. If you want it, it's there for you. A person can never have an excuse and say, it wasn't for me, I didn't get it, I tried, and it didn't go. It doesn't work that way. The Kesa of Torah has the ability to go to anyone. And it goes to anyone who wants it. Those of you that are learning with me in the morning, Shim Shim Pinkus is Gvaldiga Sefer, Shabbos Malchusa, on Shabbos Kodesh. We learned over there, we learned a couple of weeks ago already, this idea that anybody can gain Kedusha if they want it. Shabbos is an opportunity for Kedusha if you want it. That means it intrinsically has it within it, but you have to take it out. For example, if Shishan Pinkus, I remember hearing this from him many times, is Tehillim has, is like, it's like a bomb. That means David Amelach said, says Rabbi Shishan Pinkus, put explosives into Tehillim. That means if we say the words of Tehillim, hopefully with a little bit of Kavana, understanding something, it can have an explosive effect. In other words, it's intrinsically powerful. There are certain things like that. Rosh Hashanah explains Shabbos Kodesh is intrinsically powerful. You have to, you know, you have to tap into the Kedusha, but then you can get it, but only if you want it. If you don't want it, you won't get it. Like we've mentioned many times from the Heidegger Chovetz Chaim's Chosun Yugen Alayni, that they asked the Chovetz Chaim, Rosh Hashanah Schwab said over that he asked the Chovetz Chaim, the Kasha. And what was the Kasha? The Kasha was that we all know that the Mon that they had in the Midbar, Tasted however you wanted it to taste. If you want a certain level, at least according to some. If you want it to taste like sushi, taste like sushi. If you want it to taste like burger, taste like burger, pizza, whatever you wanted, right? I had that idea that whatever you, the thought you put into it, that's what it tasted. So he asked, what if you didn't think of anything? What if you ate the mon without thinking? You just ate, which is, by the way, what most of us do. When we eat, we don't really think about how beautiful the food is, how delicious the food is, how nutritious the food is, how it gives us energy, what the Rebbe could have created in our lives, and yet he created color, vibrancy, texture, different shapes, all different things that the Rebbe created. We should actually think about these things when we eat. But if we just eat stam the mon, say, what does it taste like if you didn't think of it? And he said, absolutely nothing. And he said, it's the same thing with Yiddishkeit. If you don't think about it, don't expect it to be exciting. Don't expect it to be gishmak. People complain often that, I don't, I don't get a gishmak in it. I don't get a gishmak in Shabbos. I don't get a gishmak in davening. This is such a common question. Such a common complaint that people have. I don't get a gishmak in it. What can I do? Did you think about it? We need to start thinking about what we do. It's so, so, so important. And therefore, what we're learning over here is like this. What we're learning over here is that Torah has a kesa, has a crown. But only if you want it can you take it. It's not going to come to you, Mimela. It's not going to come to you automatically. 
It's only going to be if you want it and if you want to take it. But every single person has the opportunity to take it. There doesn't exist a person out there that cannot take the Kesar of Torah. Right? How many people do you know in your own lives who they themselves struggled through it, they got there, and they got that Kesar of Torah. They made it. They did it. They were successful. They succeeded in their mission. And it didn't, wouldn't have seen that way when they were younger. They pulled through. They did it. It's amazing. Because the Kesar of Torah is ready for anyone. You just have to want to grab it. You just have to want to take it. You have to work for it. And that's what it is. Ravadia also brings down as well on this Mishnah. He tells us the order, interestingly enough, of how everything is. It's also very interesting, by the way, that the order of the Mishnah, so he says the Seder is the Seder of Chashivas. That's the Tana of the Mishnah is probably writing in the Seder Chashivas. In other words, what's the first one? Kesar Kahuna. Then Kesar Malchus. Then Kesar Torah. So he asks, Chacham Ovadia, is that really the order of the Mishnah? Is it, is like the order of the most Chashiv is the top, well, the top of the list? And then it goes down. And he brings a Gemara in Hurius Dafir Gimel that says that a Melech comes before a Kohen Gadol. And he brings a Posuk, right? So therefore, it has to be, it has to be, what's Pshat? So he says over here, and he brings the reason for the order over here, that the Kesar of Torah is the biggest of all of them. And that's the reason why it says that at the end, in fact, over here, to tell you that it's available for everybody. Rabbi Sai, this Mishnah is giving us a Gavaldic Yisrael. This Mishnah is telling us that the Kesar of Torah is Gavaldic, Kesar Kahuna, Kesar Malchus, that's why it's first. And then the Kesar, sorry, I mixed up the order before. The Kesar Shem Tov Gabeim. Kesar Shem Tov means getting a good name. Very important thing. Now, we don't do things for other people. We don't act and do things for other people. But the Mishnah has told us previously in Perkyavas and Perik Aleph that the way that a person should go is the way that's good for him and good for other people. That means when you're doing something right, people like you. In fact, they once asked the Chovetz Chaim, how do you know if Hashem likes you? Like, how do you know if you're doing a good job in this world? Like, I'd love to know. Like, wouldn't everybody want to know their score? What's it called? The scorecard, whatever it is. Like you're having a baseball match, whatever you've got, like a electric thing, and it tells you the score, scoreboard. Oh, wouldn't everybody love to know their scoreboard in Shemaim? Wouldn't you love to know right now? Would you not love to know in Shemaim what the scoreboard is of you? We wouldn't love to know how you're doing. Come on, it's great to know. Like, you're good, we're not doing good. So that's the Chavetz Chaim. How do we know if Hashem is, thinks we're doing a good job or not? And the Chavetz Chaim says, you know how? If other people like you. If you are a liked person, then it probably means you're doing the right thing. And then automatically means that Hashem obviously likes you as well. Okay? Then you have to work on it. Okay? If people like you... No, you worked on it. No, no, nothing happens automatically. Nothing happens easily. Hashem gives it to you also. But generally people have to work on their personality. The idea is if people like you, if you're a liked person, then you're probably doing the right thing. Mission over here. Kesar Shem Tov Ol Gabein. More than anything else, Rabbi Isai, is a Kesar Shem Tov. It's a Shem Tomorrow Next Mishnah.